0: This is the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast, where divorce coach Corey Shapiro helps you get creative and not reactive in your divorce. Tune in now to get the support you need to make it through this difficult time. Here's your divorce coach, Corey Shapiro.
1: Welcome to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast. I'm Corey Shapiro. I'm here to help you be creative. And not reactive in your divorce. This podcast, we're trying to make it conversational and relaxed. We're not trying to be formal. We're not trying to pretend that, you know, we're in court and given our seminar. We're trying to just really talk to each other as if we're over a table, you know, or, or as if you're just a casual conversation in my office and just thinking about ideas that are important to you about divorce. So with that said, uh, let's get to our topic. It's the interplay of past criminal conviction, a past criminal conviction, and a current parenting plan. How does that work? Okay, we'll get into that with our question. Our quote is from a novelist, Jennifer Wiener, and it goes like this. Divorce isn't such a tragedy. A tragedy is staying in an unhappy marriage, teaching your children the wrong things about love. Nobody ever died of divorce. Again, that's from Jennifer Weiner. If you haven't read her books, uh, I suggest you do so. Uh, this quote made me think of the parallels we have between divorce and working in a long company. You know, back in the day, there was an expectation we worked at one company uh, for our life. That was the IBM model. But the reality is now we know we work for many companies. Many people work for many companies over the course of their career. And that's not a tragedy. You know, the tragedy would be, you know, not finding a job, but most people, you know, lose their job and then find a job soon thereafter. And same thing with a divorce not every divorce has to be crazy maybe this you know this relationship is just not working now let me just ask you a question let's just break this down for a second uh, i'm sure you have experienced bickering couples now don't you think these bickering couples might do better apart than together i'm just thinking you know in my own personal experience my dad Uh, And my stepmom, they seem to bicker a lot, but at least when I was with them as, you know, growing up, but when I hung out with them individually, it was great, but together they just bicker. Maybe that's what they enjoy. I don't know if you have bickering couples who just enjoy bickering, maybe that's the way it is. But I think a lot of people would rather have a loving relationship that's more supportive emotionally as opposed to negatively through bickering. All right, now we have a question for uh, the podcast uh, from Irving. And if you want to submit a question to the podcast, just go to question.gettingdivorced.org. You can submit a voice question, and we may answer that question on this podcast. All right, let me read this uh, question to you. I'm a proud dad to two amazing girls aged 12 and 15. I've been dreaming of taking them on an exciting adventure to Brazil. But their mother, who divorced me years ago, isn't on board. We don't have a set parenting plan in writing. I've asked her for reasons about the trip, but she's silent. Yes, I had a past. I spent years behind bars for a non violent drug related offense. That was a lifetime ago, and I paid my dues, but I can't help but worry about how the court might react if I push for time with my girls. Will my past haunt me? Although she has custody of our girls, she has allowed me to visit with them and even take them on trips around the country since my release. Well, Irving, let me just uh, calm you down a little bit. I don't necessarily think... Uh, the, your past conviction is necessarily relevant to that specific issue of, it seems international travel. You know, it seems after your release, she's let you see the girls, you traveled domestically with them. So that issue is, I think, uh, not important. Now, on the other hand, if you came out and she never let you be with the girls and now you really want to have time. Maybe that would be an issue. Maybe that's some type of supervised visitation See if you're going to be appropriate with them, but it seems like she's okay with you or or with them. She just doesn't want you to travel uh you know outside the country uh so that's that's step one uh step two uh you know the court really looks at the best interest of the children, and what that means is what the judge says it means, but there's usually some guideposts. And one thing in particular when it comes to international travel is the court's concerned that if you go to a place and you don't come back, can the other parent enforce rights to bring those children back? And there's many countries that entered into an international treaty uh, which made it easier for parents to try to return children. It would just almost be like, uh, trying to get, not exactly, but almost like, a you know, if you went from California to North Carolina, um, it, it wouldn't be that challenging to go to court in North Carolina to get those those kids back. And that's how they made it in some countries internationally. So I think that's the big issue for the court. You know, are you going to one of these countries that uh, it could be an easy return? If there's some type of, a flight risk, and I don't think there is. But if if that's an issue that's raised, the court can maybe handle that with you posting a bond, have to give some money. I mean, that's what I see in in a worst case scenario. So I, I don't I don't think legally there's going to be a bar to this, but I'm not exactly sure. I have to see what the you know what the facts are, what the judge thinks, and what she says. Um, but I will tell you a broader point I, I make. Is you know you want to keep parents relatively stress free, and even if you have the legal rights to maybe go to Brazil or travel internationally, and it causes her so much stress, and she maybe had a lot of stress because of your incarceration, you know, is there such a need to go to Brazil? Now, if your family's from Brazil and the kids, you know, grandparents and uncles and aunts are all in Brazil. And that's where the kids have to go and they've never been there. That's one thing. But if you're just going to Brazil because it's a good time and you maybe could go to the Bahamas or Bermuda or some other place, I'm not exactly sure uh, if that's helpful. So um, that's just my thought. For example, I was just thinking, because I'm in New York, if you want to go to Brazil, maybe start off with Little Brazil. I know not the same thing, but the point's made. You know, you're still going on a trip. You're still having quality time with them. And she's not going to be so upset. Um, Another thing I would think of, if you're going to court, you might want to consider a parenting plan. You know, it sounds like in the past it would be fine. Things were working together. But now that she's putting down some roadblocks, uh, even if the court doesn't, um, you know, grant a request for international travel or maybe not where you exactly want or maybe not in the time frame you want, It might be smart to get into a written parenting plan, and, you know, there's these parenting coordinators, there's these child experts, even a mediator uh, can help you determine, uh, you know, the best plan for you both uh, and for your children. So I hope that's helpful, Irving. Uh, Let me know. Okay, we're going to start something new. We were doing this positive perspective. We're on season three. We're always trying to improve, get a little better every day. I heard a quote, we're trying to get 1% better every day. So with that said, we're going to change positive perspective to Corey's coaching corner. And the idea here is I'm going to try to give you a very small, actionable, you know, suggestion. Uh, what I've noticed, you know, offline, when people come to me as an attorney, is it sort of reminds me that a marathon that say is starting in two weeks or in thirty days from now, and there's so much work that has to be done in thirty days, but how much work really can be done on the client side? On the on the other hand, if they came to me a year in advance you know, like sort of like a pre-marathon coaching, there's so much more I can do. But as people know, marriage and divorce are very emotional and people don't generally think that way. Some people do, but not all. So here's Corey's coaching corner to get you into the right mindset. Uh, So hopefully you won't have to get a divorce where you lose your mind. Or if your spouse loses your mind, you'll have the wherewithal, a little bit more resources, a little bit more capacity to deal with this. And the first coaching corner uh, is related to what's been going on with that actor Chris Hemsworth now he's you know that he's Thor in those Marvel movies, and apparently he found out he has like an eight to ten times uh higher chance than normal to get alzheimer's and he's made some significant changes to his routine and I want to discuss four of them and the first one I'm going to suggest is is going to be a little extreme. And I don't want you all to get you know a little overwhelmed. This is an extreme one. I'm going to start with the hardest one first. I'm not going to start with the easiest one first. I'm going to start with the hardest one first. And it's ice baths. He does ice baths. I've been hearing about ice baths recently. A client just told me he, he does ice baths. And apparently, if you need a real shock to your system, this is what is done. Now, I don't know why... Uh, there's not more studios out there that do ice baths, maybe because no one's going to go. You know, you see it for rowing. You see it for biking. You see it for Pilates. You see it for bar classes, for yoga. I don't see any ice bath classes. But apparently, this might be the next big thing. It's supposed to have very good health benefits. I don't see why, since apparently it's so painful. My client says, it's not so, so painful for him, but he knows other people who do it, and it really is painful. Uh, he did say that you really have to learn how to regulate your breathing, and he says he only breathes in a one-minute time span in that ice bath for three cycles, so three or four cycles. You're really regulating, really controlling yourself. So, all right, that's the hardest thing. If you're like, wow, I'm not listening to this podcast, that, that's too much for me, i got something easier for you. How about do cardio? He was big on strength training, I think, for his movies. And I'm not talking about extreme cardio, like HIT, And I'm not also talking about walking. I'm talking about something that elevates your heart rate, sort of like a jogging pace. And I think you're supposed to go for at least 30 minutes, at least three times a week. So try uh, cardio. And then you can also do meditations. You know, meditations get a really bad rap because it's challenging. It's challenging to do it to start, but let me make this easy. Can we just start with five minutes? Can we just start with five minutes? And you don't even have to necessarily sit. You can do a a walking meditation, but here's how we're going to do it. We're going to not listen to anything. So maybe this is the first podcast to tell you, don't listen to any podcast, no music, nothing. I mean, basically put your phone on airplane if you have your phone with you and um, just walk. And and whatever thoughts you have, just try to come back to a centered space. Okay, And then you can obviously evolve that to sitting down um, in a quiet space. And the whole point is you're trying to settle your mind. And that leads me to the last thing that he does is solitude. Now, when I think of solitude, I think that's that's great because I'm an introvert. I get my energy necessarily from doing things um, in solitude. You know, like reading, for example, or nature walks, even though there's some people around, it's kind of feels like me in nature or swimming. Um, It's not extreme cardio, but I consider that solitude time or journaling. Um, So there's so many things you can do. Uh, Someone suggested in solitude, you do something called an artist date where you just invest in yourself, something that's important to you, but not with others. Now, everyone has a little different take on this because if you're more extroverted, then maybe you want to be with people. You know, During COVID, where we were on lockdown, I sort of really enjoyed it for a long time, um, not having so many people around. It was sort of strange. My office is in Grand Central just to see how desolate it was. But after a while, even me wanted to be social. And now I realize how important that balances. It's the balance between being social and solitude. And someone like Chris, who has a big life and so many obligations, you have to really put in time for solitude away from your family, you know, away from your spouse, away from your children. All right. I have faith in you to do one of these uh, suggestions. So to give yourself a little bit more capacity. That's the whole, the whole point here. So try it. Let me know. You can always send me feedback, at feedback at gettingdivorced.org and let me know how this works. All right, I think this is a good place to stop. I'm Corey Shapiro. I'm your friendly divorce coach, helping you get creative and not reactive during your divorce.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with divorce coach Corey Shapiro. Divorce can be a difficult and overwhelming process, but it doesn't have to be. Corey's book, Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind, is here to help you gain clarity, composure, and a strategic mindset. Get it now as an ebook on Amazon or an audiobook on Audible and unlock the power of these resources to make more informed decisions and gain better understanding of the process. This podcast offers general information only, it cannot replace legal advice. If you need tailored advice, contact an attorney licensed to practice in your area
1: not with others. Now, everyone has a little different take on this because if you're more extroverted, then maybe you want to be with people. You know, during COVID, where we were on lockdown, I sort of really enjoyed it for a long time, um, not having so many people around. It was sort of strange. My office is in Grand Central just to see how desolate it was. But after a while, even me wanted to be social. And now I realize how important that balance is. It's a balance between being social and solitude. And someone like Chris, who has a big life and so many obligations, you have to really put in time for solitude away from your family, you know, away from your spouse, away from your children. All right, I have faith in you to do one of these uh, suggestions. So to give yourself a little bit more capacity. That's the whole the whole point here. So try it. Let me know. You can always send me feedback at feedback at gettingdivorced.org and let me know how this works. All right. I think this is a good place to stop. I'm Corey Shapiro. I'm your friendly divorce coach, helping you get creative and not reactive during your divorce.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with divorce coach Corey Shapiro. Divorce can be a difficult and overwhelming process, but it doesn't have to be. Corey's book, Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind, is here to help you gain clarity, composure, and a strategic mindset. Get it now as an ebook on Amazon or an audiobook on Audible and unlock the power of these resources to make more informed decisions and gain better understanding of the process. This podcast offers general information only, it cannot replace legal advice. If you need tailored advice, contact an attorney licensed to practice in your area. <laughs>